0: first of all i gotta call you out (laughs) (laughs) i already know yeah first of all i gotta call you out you know what i'm gonna call you all later welcome to another episode of the hour of change podcast and today is no different man we have a very special guest in here that i've been trying to track down since december but before i get into that just know that within this episode that you never think the same you never move the same you never Work the same because within this hour, listening to this, your life will be changed. And that's the whole premise behind the Hour of Change podcast. And we have a successful entrepreneur here. We're about to dig into her brain and see, you know, how all of these business ideas came from a thought to fruition. So, Miss Turner, how are you today? I'm great. I feel good. You feel good? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, first of all, you was telling me yesterday that you originally from... L. A. Yes.
1: Right. I am original, that's my hometown. Your hometown. So,
0: so, seven months ago. You moved to Houston. Yes. Why Houston? Why not? Why not another city in Cali or Florida or Michigan? Why Why Houston?
1: Multiple reasons. Um, well, my second choice was Atlanta, but I ended up choosing Houston. And the main reasons why was one. Um, I'm looking. I have a long term mindset. So, like, that's just a tip for you guys. You always want to think long term so you know i want a family i'm looking to buy a house soon so houston has just a better market when it comes to houses versus california right kind of through the roof like ridiculous so that was one reason the cost of living Two, um the network of people i felt like i had more of a, a network of people as far as entrepreneurs that i can work with and build with um out here in houston so that was reason number two
0: those are the two top reasons. The two top reasons. So you knew people in Houston already? Uh,
1: I knew a, a few people. A so few I had people. A, a girlfriend
0: named Chris. She was here already. So she really is the one that convinced me to move to Houston. Um, and I'm glad I did. So. Gotcha. you. I said Atlanta. Why you didn't go to Atlanta? Because Atlanta is filled with entrepreneurs. Like, I'll be thinking sometimes, like, I want to move to Atlanta. <laughs> or i at least need a spot in Atlanta.
1: then to California because, you know, right. my family is still in California, so, you know, I'll hop on a plane every once in a while to go see them, um, and I already knew more people in Houston than right. Atlanta, personally, uh, that I can, like, you know, especially in the beginning when I first moved, it was kind of hard, I was, you know, trying to find where I'm going to stay, and, right. you know, how, what am I going to do from here, so it was good having, like, that support, uh, so I had that in Houston, but not in Atlanta.
0: Gotcha. You um, you moved down here by yourself, or some family came with you? I have
1: a significant other. Oh, okay, that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, what were you doing before you got into entrepreneurship? Or what was the first business you started with? Because I I know you got the credit repair, and you have an apparel business and the rentals. Yes. Right. So like, which one? Which one came about first?
1: Before I was an actual entrepreneur, I had went to college, got a bachelor's degree. So what college uh, you went to?
0: Uh, Calif-
1: uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills uh, in California. So I have a bachelor's degree, you know, I had regular nine to five. And what?
0: Bachelor's degree in what?
1: Uh, criminal justice. Criminal justice? Yeah, so I wanted to like work in like uh, law enforcement, like with probation or I really wanted to be a detective, like homicide. Those were my goals, but, you know. Homicide. <laughs> was,
0: I couldn't deal with that. Yeah. That's too much for me.
1: So, I, I, honestly, I feel like when it's time for college, it's like you're in high school and it's just one day. It's like, okay, it's time to apply for colleges. Right. You never really, like, you don't really think about your future until that moment. So, in that moment, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. It was Literally based off my favorite TV show, which was the first forty-eight.
0: Because mm.
1: other than that, I had I was only you know 17, 18 at the time. Right. Um, I really honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. I just know that's what I enjoyed looking at. So I was like, I guess I'll go with <laughs> criminal
0: justice. Right. But uh,
1: one of the qualifications to graduate was an internship. So I ended up interning at a police station in LA, and right then and there, I knew this is not what I wanted to nah. do. Nah. What. I, I, what
0: what in that moment made you be like, this is not what I want to do?
1: Just seeing in real life, like, what my life would be if I pursued this specific career. Right. Like, it's not what it seems to be on TV. Right. Like, it's just not...
0: They put the edited version on TV, Yeah, huh?
1: exactly. And it, it just wasn't what I thought it was. And so in that moment, I'm like, damn, like, I felt like I wasted four years of my life going to school. Wow. But going to school, so... I'll say this to the you know everyone watching like there's nothing wrong with going to school right we need people who you know to go to school we need doctors dentists and stuff like that so there's nothing wrong with school but for me personally I feel like it was placed upon me by my parents like it was like I had no choice when it cause, because of my parents so like I just say that to say like I don't you know if you are thinking about going to school or college again there's nothing wrong with it but if you're doing it for someone else even your parents like, you, you, I don't
0: feel like you should do it. So now we got to, and, and I know this conversation is about business, but now we got to stick a pin and park the brakes for a second because I feel like there's a lot of people and a lot of kids that go through that same exact situation. Mm-hmm. And they doing it because their parents want them to. What what advice would you have for that kid that, that that's going through that situation now that they know they don't want to do it but their parents want them to?
1: able to be strong enough mentally to say no it's like it's your life at the end of the day because now that you know i'm grateful to be where i'm at but i feel like i was held back four years um i mean i still got to pay back these student loans that i don't even i'm not even using this right bachelor's degree at all so um it wasn't it wasn't beneficial to me at all really i mean like it, it does help when I had a nine to five, like it looks good for a job on paper, but as far as being an entrepreneur, which is now I truly know that this is what I want to do. Um, it's useless. Much. Hmm. So just really, really sit down and think about what you want to do. Even if you don't go to school right away, maybe just wait a year, see if that's really something you want to do, explore your options, try different things. but. Um, if you're unsure about college, I wouldn't, I would, I would wait.
0: Why, why did you feel like you had no choice?
1: Uh, cause, uh, so my parents, like, they came from a country called Belize. Um,
0: you Belizean? Yeah. This is uh, unbelievable. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I feel like
1: their mindset was, that's the American dream, is to get a college degree, go to school,
0: you're get a house. You're Belizean. Yeah. So I, you're going make me some fry jack?
1: Jack beans, Dutch cheese.
0: That boy loves <laughs> some beans, too. I love That beans boy beans. loves some beans. Man. That's what we grew up on. Beans, fried jack, tortilla,
1: rice and beans. Right. Like, that's literally all I ate my whole
0: life. What part of Belize you from? Uh,
1: well, my parents. I was born and raised in L.A. Uh,
0: but my parents that's were... the funny thing, too. He was born and raised in L.A., too. Wow, that's the crazy yeah. part about it. Yeah, but they're from Orange Walk? Mm, I, I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. But I've heard of... um. Belmopan, I think that's what it's called. That's the capital. That's the capital. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Why did you feel like you had to? Oh, yeah. To?
1: yeah. Because, um, you know, anyways, they, my parents came from Belize. So, like, you know, they came from a very different upbringing than I did. Right. So, like, to them, their ideal of success was college, getting a house, and getting a job. That's what their image of a good life is compared to what they came from right so you know me actually being born in america or in la um you know i saw the different options that they probably didn't weren't able to see right so i just felt obligated to go because of that because like i like they truly believed that that was the best thing for me and it was just hard for me at the time to say no Mm.
0: so Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So your 9 to 5 was at the police station.
1: That was my internship. Your internship. I never, yeah, I never ended up actually getting an official job based around my degree. Right. Um. Uh, I would just, after I graduated, I was having a difficult time even finding a job in my field. Um. <clears throat> so I just worked regular jobs. The most I ever made at a job was like 1750 an hour, uh, which was equated to like
0: 1300 every two weeks. Right. Uh, And where you at now? Financially? (laughs) Every month is different, but I surpassed 10K months now. That's good. That's good. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. I I don't even know why I threw that in there. But that's what's up, though. Um, At what point did you realize that, okay, I want to start pursuing entrepreneurship?
1: Question. so I was always kind of interested in like little businesses like I would sell clothes online nothing seriously I never thought about entrepreneurship or taking it to that level but I knew it was always in me uh, but I had got fired from one of my last jobs that I ever had which and, was uh, I worked for a contractor so I worked in the office I was responsible for whenever someone does construction you need permit or permission from right. the city, so it was my responsibility to get the permits. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting fired.
0: Why you got fired? Um, what I you think, then did?
1: <laughs> I think mainly because I did, I will admit, I did get a little lazy at the job. Um, I was not only, I was going through a lot of personal things as well at the time, um, but yeah, it just didn't work out. Gotcha. So it caught me off guard. It was the first job I ever got fired from. And it was kind of traumatizing because it's like, what am I do now? Like, I have no more money coming in. Luckily, I had a a decent amount of money saved to where I was able to chill for like a month or two before Mm -hmm. I really had to uh, figure it out. Um, So during that time period, I just jumped into entrepreneurship. I jumped the first business, the second part of the question uh, that I ever got into was Toro. So I did car rentals. So I started with the car that I already had. I needed to pay this car note with no job so that was the easiest way to do it Um, and then once I saw that it's working once I got a taste of my my money technically working for me right it it was like a wrap after that like then I leveraged my credit to get more vehicles right Um, and then yeah and then I
0: just scaled from there gotcha so you started off with Turo
1: yes that was my first ever real successful business
0: right how, how did you hear about Turo? Like, What made you pick that avenue?
1: Um, it's crazy that you brought up Social Proof Podcast, one of your favorite
0: podcasts. Um. Shout out Social Proof. <laughs> Shout out Social Proof. David Shines, Donnie Wiggins, y'all my people. And I can't wait to really meet y'all and can't wait to be in the same room and interview with y'all because y'all really dope in real life. <laughs> Man, keep doing what y'all doing. Let me ask you this: When you are in depression, do you know that you're in depression, or when you get out of it, you know?
1: When you get out of it, I feel like you really know, because I feel like when people are going through depression or any type of trauma, you don't realize like you're going through trauma at the time. Like you kind of just disassociate, kind of just, you know. Most people like revert to like drinking or like they'll just block it out. They won't face it. They'll go out party they won't face their depression or right. whatever there is they're going through. They'll run away from it. So, like, I mean, I feel like people know that they're sad or, like, going through stuff, but they spend most of their time masking it mm. and
0: running
1: away from it. So I didn't realize I was truly, truly depressed until I got out of it. Um, but, um, you know, I knew I was hurting inside and stuff, but, yeah. But I really, looking back, it was like, Wow! Like I'm so grateful that I'm in such a better position—not only like financially and like what what I have, uh, but inside as well.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and mentally. So you saying you was listening to Social Proof? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. So I was listening to <laughs> so, I was listening to Social Proof, and I came across this specific interview with Pushman Mitch. Pushman so, Mitch. And he, you know, I had heard other interviews about. But this specific interview, for some reason, just really stuck with me and gave me the
0: right. that click. Right, like, right, it's just, right.
1: you know, sometimes you just have to hear a person say one thing. And it's right. like, wait, the okay. So literally the next day, I went to go get another car using my credit uh, because he kind of explained it in the podcast. So, so your
0: credit me- was already good?
1: Luckily, I had pretty good credit at the time. So I was, like, in uh, about a 700 credit score at the time. So... I was able to leverage fast. I didn't, most people, or a lot of people, have to wait to get their credit in order. But luckily, thank God, I had the credit. So I was able to just jump into it. And uh, the this would be my... I started with my personal, so this would be like my first official car for the business, uh, which was a Mercedes C300. And, um, yeah, for the
0: rest of this it's you you went straight for a <laughs> Benz?
1: I went straight for a Benz. I was like... <laughs> The, yeah, I wanted some. I got something that I wanted for the first car, but uh,
0: it, it worked out. Um, that Bens was for the business, correct?
1: Yeah, it was for the business. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I drove it around. All right. Know, it wasn't <laughs> being rented out, but yeah, it was for the
0: business. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, push man, miss, Do give some good information, man. Yeah, he do. He does.
1: Yeah. He
0: do. Have you ever met him before?
1: Uh, I met him a few times. He's a cool guy.
0: That's what's um, up. Yeah. That's what's up. I, um. What what made you go for the bands though? Why why not an economy car first? Why'd you go straight for that car?
1: Um, at the time, you know, I was still like new, you know, to like the rental car business. Right. Gotcha. I, 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 I didn't really understand like the best types of cars to get, so I just went to go get a car that I wanted. But yeah, uh, if I could go back in time, I probably would have gotten an economy car,
0: because
1: uh, they're just, you know, long term they're just better. Yeah.
0: And then um also. Was there any fear associated with that, with going to get another car or putting your car on tour? Was there any, like, like I don't know if I should do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway? Um, or was it just like, man, I'm about to do this. I don't care.
1: <laughs> it was, <clears throat> at that point, I had lost my job. I was depressed. I was like, I'm not in the position I wanna be in. Like, I feel like, I- I was probably like around 25 at this time so i feel like i'm going through a midlife crisis because you know people feel like their life is over when they hit 30 for some reason so i was just feeling like that so um i'm sorry i lost what was the
0: question i was asking was there any fear associated with going to get that car
1: yeah so okay so at that point there was no fear because it was like okay if i do this and i lose I'm still going to be exactly right. where I'm at. No job, broke, sad. <laughs> right. Nothing will really change. But so it was like it was really no fear because for at, for me at that time, there was real no real loss that could have happened to me. Right. But and I say this to the audience, like, and this is why I'm so active on social media, because I don't want people to wait or until they're rock bottom to feel the courage to get into entrepreneurship but that's what it
0: took me to get to rock bottom to get to finally get the courage to be like, I'm gonna do this, so just be, to be honest. You know, I've, I've heard, I've heard I, I'm an avid reader. Like, I read a lot. And one of the most common themes in books about entrepreneurship is that they all hit rock bottom. Yeah, that's so, what I noticed too. And I wonder why is that? The, why people wait till they hit rock bottom? Or like, what is it about rock bottom that like you said, you don't want people to wait until they hit rock bottom. Right. And you experience that too, right? Yeah. So, like, what is it that makes people go to rock bottom and then be like, okay, now it's time to go?
1: I think it's um, being forced out of your comfort zone. Uh, so if you're not at rock bottom, you're probably just comfortable. You know, you probably have a job. Your bills are probably getting paid. And then you go out on the weekend and repeat. Um, you're just comfortable. Versus when you hit rock bottom, it's like, you're against the wall, you're in survival mode, you're like, you know, trying to figure it out and you just kind of go for it. Uh,
0: So So as a matter of survival mode and being comfortable. comfortable. Yeah,
1: so get uncomfortable. Don't wait till you hit rock bottom, just get used to being
0: uncomfortable. Right. Because
1: every time I was in an uncomfortable situation and I came out of it, it made me better. So like moving from LA to Houston was uncomfortable. Starting entrepreneurship was uncomfortable. Losing my job was uncomfortable. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's normally because something new is coming about, um, and you need to embrace that and not be scared of it.
0: So gotcha. Cool. That make a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that. I, I I'm gonna create a caption around that for my next <laughs> for my next Instagram yeah. post. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about this Turo business for a second. How how many cars you got now on Turo?
1: Uh, so. A car from me, they have to come direct to me instead of the middleman.
0: And why, why? Why did you switch?
1: um Because it's just more m- like money, um and I don't have
0: anyone. You know, I don't have a middleman no more. So, right. Uh, yeah. With with that uh tour, offer like a lot of incent. Well, not incentives. Like they cover like a magnitude of things. Like if anything happens, like. Basically, they're a platform and anything happens, you can go through them. So I guess you you prefer to take on all of that yourself.
1: Yeah, so I will say this. Toro is definitely training wheels uh, for, like, if you want to go and take it into your own company. So, yes, Toro, like, they'll provide the insurance. You can call them. They'll send out tow trucks, right? So Toro is very beneficial, especially if you're new to car rentals. I would never tell anyone who's interested in getting into the business to just strictly go, to private rentals I would say start on Toro it's gonna give you the knowledge and experience you need to uh, scale from there um, <clears throat> but um, now it's more beneficial to me although I don't have Toro anymore it's more beneficial to me because I'm taking home more of the income right um, and <coughs> it is definitely a lot more work because like you said I don't have anyone to call no more like I don't have a Toro to call but, uh, you know, I, I still know, you know, if anyone wants to rent a car from me, they have to have their own insurance. So, like, that is replacing Toro's insurance. Right. So, it's like I'm replacing Toro with other things, if that makes sense. So, so I'm setting my systems and stuff. Right. Like yeah.
0: So, I want to rent a car from you. I have to have my own insurance.
1: Correct. So, um, you have you, yeah, you would have to have your own insurance. Uh, drivers, th- these are my requirements. Driver's license, insurance, 25 plus to rent a car from
0: so i thought insurance works like if i have my insurance i'm not on your vehicle insurance though
1: no but like you so if you have your own insurance a lot of insurance companies will like they'll cover you for a rental vehicle so your own insurance company will cover you for a rental car gotcha if you need one gotcha okay, so okay. Um, then at that point i will call and verify your in, uh, insurance so i'll call your insurance company and i'll say hey um DK? Yes. DK would like to rent a vehicle. Uh, uh, I'm a rental car company. Um, I'm just here to uh, verify DK's insurance. Right. Um, is he covered for rental vehicles? And then they'll say yes or no. If they say yes, okay, cool, we're good. If they say no, then you've probably got to upgrade your policy so that you're um,
0: eligible to yeah, do rent a rental. Them. Exactly. Right. So
1: okay. It might be a little increase.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It seems like with your own rental business, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Insurance is one part of it, then the tow truck, I guess you like, how does that part of it work?
1: So, um, well, so I have my own insurance. I have uh, commercial auto insurance. So if I need to have a a tow truck go out, I can call my own insurance, say, hey, like, can you go get uh, my vehicle? Um, uh, Repossessions is another issue. Uh, that I have to deal with, uh, meaning, like, sometimes people don't pay up. So, like, let's say you rent out a car for two days, but you want to extend it. You want to extend, You only paid for two days up front, but you want to extend it for right. two more days. So now I am I need more money, right? Right. So some people don't send the money, like, right then and there. Gotcha. Or they're playing games with the money. So I have to go get the car, because if it's not paid for, I'm going to go get the car. So repossessions is another... Thing. Normally, I'll be able to call Toro and say, hey, can you go get the car for me? But now it's my responsibility to go get it. Um, have
0: you dealt with that before?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> com- it's very common. I've done it several times. But the way that we would do repossessions is, um, so everyone, if you have a car rental business, all your cars should have two keys. So if I ever need to go repossess a car, I'll track it. I have the second key. So I never interact with the customer because you never know. Like, right. Uh, I'll just track the car, hop in the car, and drive off. When they notice the car is gone. They're going to call you, right? Because they need the car, right? Right. And right. Then nine out of ten times, they have items in the in the car that they, they need they want back. Mm-hmm. So, and then at that point, that's your opportunity to get the key, the other key that they have. Like, right? You know, no problem. Just come get your stuff, but bring the key. Um,
0: okay. Gotcha. Um, I was I was watching this video on Instagram the other day. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know this was a thing, but I guess people use rental cars to go do like robberies and just do all kinds of crazy things before. And they were saying like, um, having your own car in a business, well, on Turo, if that happens on Turo, like let's say I rent a car from you and you on Turo, right? And I go and I do something in it, like something illegal. And now the police is investigating stuff. Turo will pay you for that downtime. Yeah. Right.
1: while on Toro but I have had it happen to me privately actually not too long ago a police officer knocked on my door and was like uh, because the car is registered to me right. so locked on my door and let me know that my one of my vehicles was involved in a theft or a burglary right um, so normally you just show proof like I have contracts um, and stuff like that so normally I'll just show proof of like the contract their ID like I have to give up all that information right um so I'm, you know, I'm not held obviously responsible. Right. Anything.
0: Um. Normally, don't get no downtime. I guess that's the negative about right. it. Right. Um. But yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> so for for anyone that want to get in the tour business, I mean, sorry, in the car rental business, right? What advice you got for them? Like, give me give me some actionable steps that they could take right now, today. Let's say someone have five thousand dollars and they have, let's say, a 700 credit score, Mm -hmm. what kind of actionable steps, like, you would tell them to take today if they want to get started in the industry?
1: So there's two two things that you can do. So you said if they have $5,000, there's something called cash cars, um, which is pretty much a car that you can buy, you know, a gas saver, um, something maybe you can get at, at the auction that runs great, good on gas, Um, To be successful in the car rental business, don't think that you have to have like some luxury, fancy vehicle. Economy cars are the best. So if you can find a decent car um, in cash for $5,000, a cash car, you can use that car to um, start, or you can just leverage your credit. Um, And Bank of America offers uh, business auto loans for new business owners. So you can get a car in your business name right away as well. So those are the two things you can do to get started. Um, then you would just pretty much upload the car on Toro. I mean, it's much deeper than that. I would have to get right, a whole right, master class. Right. <laughs> um, so I just highly recommend people to seek the information before right. they do it because if they get into a car accident or anything like that and they're not well informed, um, it can be a, a toll, it can be a loss. Right. Uh, because if you don't do your due diligence as the owner of that vehicle, Toro has every single right to deny your claim. Whenever you try to, like, hey, sorrow, my car, you know, my, the customer crashed my car. Okay, well, um, normally there's something called pre-trip photos. So you have to take photos of all your vehicle before the trip, you know, and this will come into play when you file claims and stuff. If you don't do your due diligence and document the vehicle properly before every trip, then it can fall on you, uh, and there's a good chance that you won't
0: be covered. So Pre, Pre-trip photos. Yeah. And I, and I I, get what you're saying, you take pictures before you rent the car yeah, yeah. out, right? So,
1: like, if you ask to rent my vehicle, I'm going to take photos of at least 50 to 60 photos that's, of the
0: car. That car. That was, that was my question. How many photos would you recommend taking?
1: Minimum 50 to 60. More. If, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
0: You so just like, take the side, the front, the other side, the back, you want the outside. inside, the back seats, and that's it. I take every, <laughs> as many photos as you
1: can. You also want to document the tires, so take photos of each individual tire. Um, so the more photos the better, right. essentially, um, because when it comes to claims, that's going to save you. You want to have as many photos as possible, Um so when you do file a claim, there's no question that right. they're going to cover you. So that's what I mean by doing like your due
0: diligence. DUE DILIGENCE, like right. That. And that's, I guess, that's the same way as your own rental company as well. Take pre-trip photos yeah. as well.
1: So on Tor- if you use Toro, they they allow you to upload it on the app. Uh, me doing it privately, I just have it on my phone. Take a bunch of pictures, even videos. Right. Um, I recommend. I don't. I haven't been on Toro in a while, so I don't know if you can upload videos. But I still recommend having a video in your phone at least uh, of the car. So yeah, I still still do
0: pre-trip photos. And that's for, um, if you have to do a claim with your insurance company, you could send them those photos and videos.
1: Yeah, but it will never be with my insurance company. I'm gonna call your insurance right. company. Right,
0: okay, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, makes so that's,
1: sense. If you're doing private rentals, you never wanna really go through yours. The goal is to go through
0: right. someone else's insurance. Because if not, then your stuff could yeah, increase. I, yeah,
1: I can, yeah.
0: Sure. Right so what type of insurance should a person get that want to start their own private rental Te-
1: technically you can have regular personal insurance technically but if they were to find out they can drop you so the proper way
0: to do if it if they can find out if they find out if the insurance company find out that you're using personal car insurance for a rental business they can drop you
1: correct because that's not what it's for it's right for- Car were to get into an accident, you're not calling your insurance company anyway. You're calling Toro. So, right. Um, but the pr- the right way to do it, like I have uh, auto insurance or commercial insurance through a company called GMI Insurance. So they send me contracts, they send me paperwork, um, and yeah. So they know that I'm renting out my vehicle, so gotcha. I never get in trouble. They actually help me to rent out the vehicles. Um,
0: yeah. So. How many cars you have in your fleet now?
1: Cars of my own, but my fleet is I have like ten plus cars because I do joint ventures and brokering. Mm. So uh, joint ventures and brokering are another way that people can get into um, car rental business. I've heard
0: Pushman Mis talk about it before.
1: Yeah, he, he literally, I, I bought his course and everything. Right. So I, we, I really learned the game uh, from him.
0: Um, we both got his course.
1: Oh yeah, you got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
0: you yeah. gotta pay to play, man. Literally. Right. So, and that's what I mean. Like, right. I don't know, I. Shout out Pushman Mitch. I don't mean to cut you off. Shout out Pushman Mitch.
1: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I lost my train of thought.
0: I asked you how many cars you have in your fleet. You said oh. you, you were talking about joint ventures and broker broker yes. brokering. brokering. Yeah. Right.
1: So, you know, if you feel like if you want to have a large fleet, you don't have to go get 100 cars in your name or 100 cars in your business name. You could do joint venture and brokering. So, like, you know, if you had a car that you were interested in, in joint venturing with me i would pretty much take your vehicle on my fleet rent it out for you for a percentage right so like now i'm making money from vehicles i don't own and uh brokering is pretty much like let's say you did car rentals right so,
0: well let's let's let, let's talk about the joint ventures for a second so i have a car mm-hmm. and you hit me like hey i see you got a car you mind do you want to rent it out
1: yeah but yeah normally people hit me up.
0: hit though, you up because th- they know you do it, you are in the business correct so I will hit you up like, hey, I got this car. I, I barely drive it. Um, let's let's run it out. <laughs> and so, how does the insurance work with that? Is it just the same way.
1: The same way. So whenever I get a because
0: customer, you, the customer has to have their own insurance. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So like, okay. Okay. If the
1: car were to get into an accident, I'm not gonna go through your insurance. Right. I'm gonna, we we verified the customer's insurance before we gave it to them. Gotcha. So if the car gets damaged, we the, the the customer's insurance is care gotcha. of it, not Makes, mind, sense. Makes,
0: sense. Yeah. makes sense makes sense makes sense sense. okay okay that's how that works and then um brokering
1: brokering so brokering is pretty much like uh let's say all my vehicles are rented out i have no vehicles right but i get a customer and um they want a vehicle um, let's say you do car rentals as well and you have a couple vehicles available i'll call you and i'll say hey dk do you have any cars available you'll say yeah i have a toyota for 60 dollars a day I'll go and I'll tell the customer, yeah, I do have a car available. I have a Toyota for $80 a day. Right. So, like, you get your, what you want, $60 mm-hmm. a day. I added my $20 right. on top. So that means I'm making $20 a day for as long as that person has to buy. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's what brokering essentially gotcha. is. It's just middlemaning. Right. The right. Play and then adding your price. Right, right. So, you know, if you don't have a vehicle, you can if you don't have the credit at the moment or the cash those are two ways that you can get into the car rental business with no money with no You're money enjoying, enjoy venturing um so i just recommend like network with people actually learn the business because you don't want to take on people's cars right you don't want to take <laughs> people's cars on your <laughs> fleet and it gets into an accident and you didn't do it right and right. now you gotta call the customer or the person, the person the car right and say i'm sorry but like your car is totaled and there's nothing else Right. So you don't want to be that person. That's a
0: hard conversation to have with somebody. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so um, please just learn the business, though, if you're going to do it that way. Just don't do it.
0: Right. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's. I want to rewind it a little bit. You was talking about leveraging your credit to get that Mercedes. Um, I guess you learned about the leveraging through the course you bought, right?
1: Yeah, through uh, – I first heard about it from Mitch through the course and just him talking on, like, right. social media. And then just um, now, like,
0: I have business partners and stuff like that. So then through them as well. So yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's let's talk about the credit side of things now. Um, so you have a credit repair business as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, so I do, I do credit repair. Yeah.
0: So I just started with credit repair. You
1: just started with it? Uh, this year.
0: This year. So, yeah. What made you get into that?
1: To you know, start a lot of businesses, especially if you just come from regular middle class family um, or whatever. You know, most of the time people don't have money uh, to just start a business because it takes. You're gonna be putting out more than you're getting in in the beginning of any business, right? Right. You gotta pay to play. (coughs) So um, I saw a need for it. Pay to play, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I saw a need for it.
0: Pay to play. I'm mad at you about yeah. this. <laughs> so, I forgot. i, forgot. So, I was she... so excited for this podcast <laughs> that I completely forgot. <laughs> so, she has a brand called Pay to Play. Yeah. Right? An apparel brand. And she forgot my hoodie. I and I don't know how to feel about this.
1: I forgot. I was just so excited to be here. So, I forgot. But I said, I'll mail it to you. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Okay, good.
1: For context, pay to play is pretty much like you literally have to pay to play. Like like I just said, you're going to be putting more into the business financially than you will be receiving in the beginning. And that's how you have to do it. You have to build up your brand and your business first. So if people are starting a business simply for money, it's not going to work because they're going to start and see like there's no money in the beginning. Right. There's no money in the beginning. It's all building. So... Um, took a it took a while for me to finally like see my return on investment so return on investment doesn't happen right away so like mindset is everything you gotta have long-term thinking if you want to be a successful entrepreneur and never make it about the money the money comes the money just comes right And then next thing you know, you You're talking good right now. (laughs) And then you look up and you're like, wow, like I really did that. The money's just coming in. I literally don't think about money. And when I say that, it's like the money comes because I'm so focused on just being the best person I can be and having the best brand and giving the most value. How do you,
0: how do you become the best person you could be?
1: That's a great question. Um, One, getting out of your comfort zone. That's if you stay comfortable, you're never gonna grow. So getting out of your comfort zone, constantly learning. Uh, So like you said, I read books as well, reading books. I bought mentorships, I bought courses. So constantly developing your mindset and your skills. Uh, So those are the top two for me.
0: How did you you get to that place of, okay, I'm gonna start buying mentorships, I'm gonna start investing in myself. How did you get to that place? Because for the average person, they don't do that. They don't wanna invest in themselves. They just don't want to do it.
1: So, um, I I actually was invited to a conference, a business conference. So, I never thought about going to a business conference before, but I was invited to one in Washington, D.C. you
0: remember who invited you?
1: Uh, who invited me? I think Pushman Mitch invited me. It was you. like, just come, come, come out. So, I ended up going, and it was my first business conference ever. And... I had never networked before. I didn't know how to network. I felt out of place. I felt uncomfortable <laughs> because, like, at the time, I, I had just started my Toro business, so I wasn't even comfortable saying I was an entrepreneur yet because right. everything was just so new to me. Everyone around me was, like, up here, and I'm still down right. here. So I felt like I wasn't even qualified to be in the room, but that's the wrong way of thinking, first of all. And um, uh, I would say it was, like, seeing that, being exposed, you gotta expose yourself to things. Uh, so it exposed me to like, you you meet like-minded people, you meet people who are actually successful entrepreneurs, um, and you just see like people who make thousands, if not millions, of dollars in action. Like, wow, these these are real people, just like me. Like, there's right. no reason why I can't <laughs> be doing be it, be doing that. So I guess that's another thing is. Um, exposing yourself to new things. So before I actually moved to Houston, I would travel a lot. So I would go back and forth from Atlanta a lot. And then I've been to Atlanta several times, um, and just exposing myself and being around these like-minded people, and being around people that I want to be like,
0: seeing it with my
1: own
0: eyes. And yeah. that that's would really help you shift your mindset to okay, I got you.
1: Yeah. So that's.
0: And you said you you read a lot too. What's your top five? Well, top five. Give, give me your top two, top three. What's I, your favorites? Rich
1: That Poor
0: Dad is Oh one. my God, don't even get that, me started that on that. That
1: book changed my life. That was probably the first book I read that like opened me up to being comfortable
0: Hey, my credit. Rich That Poor Dad changed my life. Yes, changed oh my, I was reading the Kobe Bryant book at the time. Shout out to James and shout out to my boy Trey. We was having like an accountability uh, part uh, meeting, you know, just uh, just a meeting to where we catching up, seeing how everybody doing. And I was telling the guys I'm reading Kobe Bryant book, and he was like, "You ever read Rich Dad Poor Dad?" I'm like, "Nah." He's like, "Bro, put down the Kobe Bryant book and read Rich Dad Poor Dad." I was like, "You tripping? This is Kobe. You tripping?" He's like, "Dk." Please, just take my advice. Nah, bro, this is Kobe. I don't care what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I took his advice. And when I told you I'm up at 3 o'clock in the morning, reading, pacing back and forth in my living room, I was glued. And from that moment, I became a fiend for information. It changed. I get goosebumps even thinking about it. That book is unbelievable.
1: It was a mindset show. But Man, that was probably the first, yeah. That's the first, yeah. I love that, <laughs> I love that, but it changed my life. I, I recommend it to all my mentees. Like, they want, I'm like, read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Right, like, you, got, you got, have to, you, have, you to. have to, you have to.
0: If you want to get into entrepreneurship, yeah. or any business thing, or just period, you even have to have to want to get into business, just want to know more about money. Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah, you and got just, to.
1: For quick context. Right.
0: Rich Dad was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. so we got to see both, uh, both yeah. worlds. Both worlds. Right. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what's the other two?
1: Uh, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and three probably, let's see here. Um, the Richest Man in
0: Babylon. Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. Three, three great books. Three great, three great books. books. Three great books. I haven't I haven't said this. I haven't said this publicly yet, but I've been thinking about it. But I'ma say it today. Um, I think a part of me is just growing to where like I could just talk about my ideas now because what's for me is for me. And nobody can take nothing from me. But I've been having this idea of so I have a book club and I've been struggling with this book club to like to get members and just I don't know, I've just been struggling with it. But I want to design it in a way to where I could have my podcast guests come on there, like, sometimes. I don't know how I'm going to design it, but let's say every other Friday I have. So it's Tuesdays and Fridays. It's two days out of the week. Let's say I have my guests come on there every other Friday, right? And each guest will talk about that section of the book that we're reading, and I don't want to do it that way. And with you talking about books and your love for books, I would love to have you as a guest on there once I get everything panned out properly. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's say reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, yeah. you'd be the perfect person to come <laughs> in and hey, I love this book. Let's talk about it. I think
1: that's a great idea. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I, I love, I
0: love that. Idea. That's what I want to do. But I, am just struggling with growing it. Yeah. I'm struggling. You'll figure it out. It'll come. I need some help. <laughs> I'm struggling. Nobody want to join my book club. I don't know I don't, what I'm doing I I'm wrong. The first person <laughs> the club. I, So I've had it and people join it, but then they, it kind of faded away, and I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know, but I don't think it's you. I think it's just the, the
1: people. I feel like some people aren't consistent with reading.
0: Right. Maybe just trying to find a better audience. Right. Yeah. Got you. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put more effort and energy into growing it as yeah. well. I'm, I'm gonna do that. But um I got so wrapped up in the Rich Dad poor dad in the books, I forgot where we was at in the conversation. Uh oh my gosh, I can't remember. But anyway, I think we're talking about credit. It may it may yeah, be a bit I about, think we're credit. Talking
1: about credit. I can't remember specifically
0: what, but Oh now, now I remember uh I asked you. No, you are talking about the conference? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The conference. Yeah. The business, business conference.
1: conference. It changed my mindset. Um, exposing yourself. So go to business conferences. Definitely. That networking also changed my life. Like, you when you're an entrepreneur, at a certain so from my experiences, you go from a nine to five, then you become. Self-employed for yourself. So like you don't have a boss, but you still technically have a job for yourself. Right? Um,
0: cash flow quadrant,
1: huh? I haven't read that one. Nah. No.
0: <laughs>
1: but and then from there you start hiring people. Right. So it's 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 a process. So if you want to get to that point where like you have more of your time and you have other people doing the work for you, you can't do it by yourself. Right. You need a team. You literally need a team. So like networking, I've met my business partners there um, who, you know, they've taught me a lot as well. We work together every day. Now I have like VAs that work for me. And the main thing for me, again, it's not the money, it's my time. Like I love having my time. Like just the fact that I can wake up when I want to, the fact that I can be like, yeah, I can come in the middle of the day to do a podcast. Right. you know, that I, freedom is everything, my huh? My freedom, my money is going towards paying these things so I can be where I want
0: to be. Gotcha. So
1: most people do the opposite. They'll, right. they'll hold on to their money and then sacrifice their time for the money. Right. And that's backwards.
0: I guess it all depends on what you value more.
1: Exactly. Most people value money, and money is just a worthless piece of paper. So <laughs>
0: money
1: is a tool.
0: It's a tool. It's a tool. Most definitely, most definitely. So uh, with the credit, um, you're saying most people, you notice a lot of people need their credit oh yeah, yeah. fix and stuff. So let, let's talk about it a little more. Like what made you get into the credit repair industry?
1: So yeah, so I have, I have a mentorship and I noticed that like people don't have their credit in order. And when they don't have their credit in order, it's a lot harder to jump into Toro or Airbnb and stuff like that. Like you need funding, right? So, and the first step to getting funding is having a good personal credit report. Um, so, I wanted to be able to help people repair their credit.
0: One second. I, I, I'm sorry if I keep cutting you off, but you said a good credit report. What does a good credit report look like?
1: Good question. So, good credit report, no late payments. <clears throat> so, you want to ha- have 100% payment history, no derogatory marks. You want a credit you know, what's like, a, what?
0: What's derogatory marks?
1: Uh, Like collections, charge off, stuff like that. Right. Um, so no derogatory marks. Um, you want a credit card or credit utilization of around 10%. So a lot of people say 30%, but if we're going to get funding, you want it really around 10%. And
0: what's credit utilization?
1: So like, let's say you have credit cards. Uh, let's say you have a credit card, and right. there's a $3,000 balance on it um, before your statement date, which is the date if, that it reports.
0: It's $3,000 balance, meaning that I use it, and my balance is $3,000. I have to pay back.
1: So like, let's say your balance is three thousand right. dollars, right? And you spent maybe in the month you spent. So ten percent of ten percent uh, of three thousand is three hundred, right? Right. So that means before your statement date, which is the date that uh, your credit report updates, you want to make sure that your credit card you owe no more than three hundred dollars. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. only want to use. You're really only supposed to use ten percent. When we're going to get funding because if we're, you're uh, you're too much in debt, it's going to be harder to get funding because you already owe right X amount of money. So like the lower your credit card utilization is when we're going to get funding, the better. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So and then so
1: along with that, you want to have at least five accounts in your name, meaning like uh, you know, and preferably a mix. So credit cards, uh, car car note, mortgage, loans.
0: Prefer- Everybody can't just go get a mortgage.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be a mortgage. <laughs> I'm just saying that's like... No, I got, you, I got you. I got but, you. I got you. So it could be like credit cards, loans, auto loans, um, stuff like that, um, and not a lot of inquiries. So like no more than two or three inquiries on each bureau.
0: So, on each bureau. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's what a good credit report looks like.
1: That's That credit report that I just described is ready to go get funding, business funding.
0: How much I can go get with that credit report? At least 10k minimum.
1: Even
0: more. So. That's that 10k. That'd be good to go get what well, two, and then so I could take that 10k, go to Bank of America. Well.
1: Well, if it's a credit card, you can use that 10k, get a, a business credit card, zero percent interest rate for the first 12 months. So there's a lot of uh, business credit cards that offer that zero, and that's the type of business credit cards you want to get if you're going to go, especially if you're going to invest into something. Right. So you don't have to pay interest for a whole year. So it's pretty much free money upfront. Right. Um, you're gonna use that credit card to go get an uh, Airbnb. So that's exactly what I did. I got a business credit card, 0% zero uh, percent interest for the first 12 months. Uh, I get my return on investment before that year is over. So right. I didn't even pay any interest on this money that I got my Airbnb from. Now the Airbnb is paying me, so now I'm able to pay, pay, that, back. pay, that, pay that off uh, before that year is over. With and, no uh, interest. No interest. So it's free money.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, when that's the play be, yeah
1: and then you just run the
0: play again after right so I've had an Airbnb mm-hmm. and you can tell me where it went wrong okay. so I had an Airbnb um, someone that I knew was living in an apartment and he's like hey bro I'm about to move back here with my girl you can keep the keys you just pay the rent and when the lease is up it's cool So he gave me the keys. I was thinking two steps ahead. I Said I'm gonna put it on Airbnb. Furnished it out, put it on Airbnb. One of my, it was at an apartment. Uh, A lady came to rent it out. It was going well, Uh, this is where it went wrong. A lady came to um, rent it out, right? She sits in the front office at an apartment complex, right? After I told her, hey, when you get here, Give me a call. She sits there. Now what you think that person is gonna do when they see a, someone walk in front of the office and sit down? They, the they came to him like, hey, you need some help? <laughs> she said, oh, I'm just here for Airbnb. She text. I said, when she told me she's sitting in the front of the office, I said, why didn't you just call me? I said, did they speak to you? She's like, yeah, they ask me what I'm here for. And she told him. So he called me. Like an hour later, bro, they calling me saying you go to the Airbnb and I'm like, oh my God, that just blew me. Yeah. Blew <laughs> me. I know was doing so good until that happened.
1: Yeah, so um, technically you're supposed to have permission from the property to right. do so. So technically they did have. Did they actually evict
0: you? or they? I don't think they evicted him, but they told him to, to stop. Right. Yeah,
1: normally they'll give you a warning, um, but yeah, so the, I guess the right way to do it or to avoid that is to actually get permission from the property to do so. So yeah, you could be successful for a long time doing it the way that you did, but there's always that possibility. Right. And they will evict you.
0: If so how do you go about getting permission? You just, just go and talk to them, hey,
1: yeah, so you want to try to find uh, the owner of a property, um, whether that's a house, apartment type. Uh, you specifically want to talk to like the owner, the person the owner. who has the power to allow you to do it, right? So
0: with your Airbnbs, do you do apartments or do you do homes?
1: Right now I have two apartments.
0: Two apartments. I have
1: two apartments. So, um, And then do uh, you want to contact them. So normally I use Hotpads is a website that I use where you can, like, see their information, their name and their number. And it's just a a numbers game. It's just a matter of reaching out to as many people as possible. Like, don't expect to get a yes on your first call. Right. Like, it's just a matter of calling as many people as you need to until you get a yes. That's pretty much, yeah. So, or find places that allow corporate leases. So corporate leases, normally they want you to have like two years of tax returns, like they want you to have an LLC, they want you to be a business, so yeah. So corporate leases, co- finding land owner, uh, homeowners, doing like a business, like let's say you have a property and I want to do Airbnb.
0: Call me right now, let's make it happen.
1: Hello, Um. my name is Ms. Turner.
0: Yes ma'am, how you doing?
1: I'm great, I own a company called, let's just say, Turner's Property. I own a company called Turner's Properties. Um, we have a list of clients, pro- normally professional clients, that need a place to stay. Um, I I would like to see if you're open to um, allowing our company to lease your property. So I will still be paying rent just like any other tenant. I'll put a deposit down just like any other tenant. I'll even offer you maybe a couple hundred dollars on top of the rent, a hundred dollars more on top of the, what you're already offering. Um, you know, telling me for the rent, um, and so I'll just pretty much like pitch myself
0: right. to
1: the prop-
0: property owner. So you're pitching it to me right now? Yeah. And I'll be like, no, nope, because everybody's be having parties, <laughs> and I don't want my house to get damaged. No. What do you say then? So
1: pretty much um, the way that we, we screen all our guests. So we, ma- we make sure every guest has their photo identification, uh, we verify phone number, email, Um, So we're just not allowing any guests into your property. We vet every single guest Um, and it's much better than having um, One tenant for 12 months because one we're gonna be doing daily cleanings on your property So your property is gonna stay clean Minimum two times a week. You're getting professional cleanings, right because we got to clean after every guest Um, It's less wear and tear on your property most of our clients. They're there for work or for leisure so most of our clients are out either working or being tourists, right? right? So people who normally book Airbnbs, they're not in there to just stay in the Gotcha. Place. They're there, they just need a place to put their stuff and lay their head, right? right? So uh, it's less wear and tear on your property. Um, we'll be monitoring your property. We'll have a ring camera outside of the property. Um, we implement noise sense detection sensors inside of the unit, which is pretty much um, we can detect the noise level inside the property. It also detects the amount of cell phones in the property. So if there is parties, which you just mentioned, that is one of your concern, we'll know right away with the ring camera and the noise sensor, and we can shut it down. We also have Wi-Fi locks, so we're able to control the locks from our phone. So we're not giving out keys to the guests, so that you know you don't ever have to worry about someone making copies of your keys or
0: anything. Ms. Turner, this is a good pitch. Um, <laughs> when can we get started?
1: <laughs> as soon as possible. I'm ready to put my deposit down today.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: So that's how you want to go about it. You want to present yourself as a business. Try to stay away from the word Airbnb. You're your own business <clears throat> that supplies the customers. Got you. Um, and if they do mention, like, well, what if they do mention Airbnb? I'll just, you normally say, like, I, I'll, I'll utilize Airbnb, but most of my clients come Me, right? I've all
0: of my clients. Got you. (laughs) Have you ever dealt with a situation to where that Airbnb wasn't making the revenue that you thought you had to pay it out of pocket?
1: Um, not necessarily. I mean, of course, with any business, right, you have good months and bad months. Um, For the most part, I've always been able to at least pay the expenses, so I've never had to like come out of my own pocket. Um, I've definitely noticed like. Right now we're in like peak season, spring and summertime. I'm booked all summer already. That's good. The weekends at least. Uh, all, I only have weekdays open right now for if you wanna uh, book any of my Airbnbs. Uh, but no, I've never. Even with the cars, like even on my, a bad month, I might not take any money home, but the expenses. are. paid pay, for, you know, right? To be honest. So. And
0: if anybody wanna book your Airbnbs or your car, and how can they find you?
1: Um, you can contact me on Instagram um, at Miss Turner. Uh, I don't put my link in my bio on Instagram because I just never, I don't want people to like, I vet all my uh, clients and with social media I get a lot of hate comments and stuff like that. So how
0: would they know that you do this if the link isn't in the bio? I guess because you speak about it on your platform. I speak
1: about it on my platform and you know, even if it's not in my bio, like Airbnb, I, I still get clients got Airbnb. you got you Airbnb and Toro is one of those things where you don't necessarily have to market it right. because they're they're sending you customers anyway like of course it's always great to market your business for more customers but
0: yeah got okay. you got you that make a lot of sense so I yeah. think we touched on a lot of different things um your mentorship for the credit repair uh how is that uh, designed well, how is that set up
1: Credit it doesn't. Repair is just a separate service that I mm, Okay,
0: care. okay, okay. So what's the mentorship?
1: So the mentorship we talk about credit, uh personal and business credit. We talk about Toro, Airbnb. So you talk
0: about it, but you don't you don't provide the service? Uh for the mentorship. Repair. For the mentorship, you talk about credit.
1: Yeah, I talk about credit, but um I don't do credit repair in the mentorship. Gotcha. It's it would be a separate service. Gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: So the mentorship is credit, talk about credit repair. Yeah,
1: so I pretty much give you the information right. you need um, to be able to leverage your credit so that you can get into Toro, Airbnb. Um, I also talk about marketing and branding, how to market and brand yourself, um, and how to market your business as well. So,
0: yeah. what, made you, what made you do a mentorship?
1: Um, I took a mentorship. You know, I had mentors, and I saw how greatly beneficial it was. So I wanted to be that person for other people gotcha. to be able to help them and inspire them and motivate them to, you know, change their life. So gotcha. it, it's very rewarding.
0: Yeah. Can we do Can we do something special for, for our listeners um, uh, on the mentorship package?
1: Yeah. So we'll do something special. So normally my mentorship is twenty five hundred, but if you're watching this, I'm gonna have an affiliate link, um, and I can take five hundred dollars off. So for
0: two thousand you can go ahead and join the mentorship. Gotcha, gotcha. So we'll do the affiliate link and it'll be uh the out, the podcast name Hour of Change. Hour of we'll change. put it in there in yeah. the hour affiliate link. How do you spell hour? H O U R H O U R. H. O. U. R. Hour. H-O-U-R. 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 Mm. hour of like change. time. Okay. Yeah. The time. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh one more thing with the brand, uh, the the apparel brand. How did that come about? Um, and, wh- and where did the name pay to play come from? Pay
1: to play with the name first so the name came from um i noticed a lot of people like in my comments or people's mindset isn't there as far as like not understanding that you literally have to pay to play like you like i was saying earlier you literally have to put more into your business financially than you will be receiving right so it's like pay to play is kind of like a term for you gotta it costs to be the boss pretty much like I want people to to, like it's kind of a movement for people to understand to invest in them not only in themselves but into their business so it's like a term that I I use for like invest in yourself pay to play Uh, so that's pretty much the name and I wanted to you know build fight build a it's built around financial literacy so I wanted a brand that pushes financial literacy within our community because it's not really
0: there right Y'all haven't seen them hoodies, but they are fire. I wish I would
1: have brought it. Man, they are That's fire. Yeah. They are fire. So, yeah, it was, I put a lot of thought into that, so,
0: yeah. You worked at a design on that one?
1: So, the design, um, it was my idea, I, but I paid someone to bring it to life.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I'm giving me one of those. <laughs> it's going to be in my closet. So, yeah, so we got two row, not two row. The rentals, cause you don't do tours no more. So you got that. Then you have Airbnbs. It's going well. Credit repair. Um. For someone that wanted to start in credit repair business, right? Like, what kind of advice you got for them in that with in that industry?
1: Um, for credit repair, obviously learn um, about credit repair and how to repair credit. Uh, one, cause that's a super. If you want to start a business and start making income outside of your nine-to-five, that's probably the best way because credit repair is just all about learning how to and sending out these letters. So it's a, a real low-cost business that you can start. Um, and, I'm sorry,
0: what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Advice for anyone that want to start a credit repair business. Okay, yeah. You've learned how to do the credit repair. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, uh, I think we touched on everything. I think we touched on, I think it was a well rounded conversation with the different industries that you're involved in. And um, one last thing before we get up out of here. Let's, uh, I met this guy in Atlanta, right? I went down there for an event with uh, David Shands, a podcast event um, class. And um, I stayed at an Airbnb down there, and I met this wonderful guy, uh, the owner of the Airbnb. We had a conversation, Mr. Umar. uh, And I told him about my podcast, one of the most brilliant minds I ever spoke to, an older guy. And the next morning, he brought me a piece of paper. And he's like, hey, I think these are some ideas that you could add to your uh, podcast. And it was one thing that really stuck out to me, and it said, uh, it said, the world is listening. And the premise behind that is, if it's one piece of advice that you can give to the world, what would it be? Never give up. Never give up. Never
1: give up. Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> never, give up. never give up. You will be successful
0: <laughs> if you never give up. Just gotcha. never give up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, you couldn't close out no better than that, turn <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess you just said it so, I guess you just got straight to the point, right? So, and I was waiting for like something much more longer drawn out, because <laughs> right, all my other right. guests, they be, okay, they they go into this speech and they go into this rant, they go into, you know, like, but you just got straight to the point. Never give up. Never it's, give that up. It's, it's that simple.
1: <laughs> it's that simple. Don't overthink it. Just never give up. Just
0: keep going. Keep gotcha. Going. But well, other than that, Ms. Turner, I really had a good time. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for showing up. Um, I appreciate everything, and I'm sending you more wins your way. I'm sending you more business your way, prosperity your way. And you just keep doing your thing, and your business is going to keep going. And um, keep winning. It's safe
1: for you, And thank you for
0: having me on. Yes, ma'am. Other than that, we up out of here. Peace. Thank you.